Oh, that's fantastic. That's awesome. Awesome. All right. Uh, I'm, I said 20 minutes. I don't know what your appointment banked up like. So I'm trying to stay the 20 and maybe push a little bit, see how we go. <laughs> totally fine. So I, the next one, I'm up to 3.30. I have a friend that is coming at I'd be like a five-minute interruption around at 3 p.m. Yeah. But I could go as long as 60 minutes before my next meeting. Uh, I, I do 20, and I've I'll, got I'll to feel you and me probably going to drag to 40. That's, uh, that's how I feel about it. Uh, I'm going to quickly, because I don't do any editing, just let you know. So it's just going to be as raw as you can get, and you have no idea how much Anthony is so looking forward to this episode. Okay. So I just awesome. I just want to quickly introduce you, and to introduce you, actually, it can be very, very short. All you need to do for anyone listening to this episode is NDMI, A-N-D-Y space M-A-I. Just Google it. If you can't find any content under that name, and I eat my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta be. I gotta be. Um, like, uh, um, be really frank. Until my uh, my homeboy Anthony brought it up to me about your name during our lunch at work, I never heard of your name. And, and then when I start looking to by talking to Anthony as well. And I really uh, feel like I wish I know you five years ago. <laughs> I probably wouldn't be in this rat race right now. But and there's, a, there's a so much I do appreciate the content you're putting out there and uh, by creating value. But what I, um, the purpose of uh, this chat with you, it's not so much bit by, uh, you know, resharing the contents you already done out there or resharing your story, I'm going to have the link on this episode um, so people can, you know, look it up. I, one of the things I enjoy in podcasts is I listen to what's already been done. I don't like the real, like the real. but then I want to find a point of difference, able to get some really raw, uh, raw content has never been um, generated before by having this kind of freestyle chat. And I'll, what I find is a quite amazing what I can, what I can pick it up, which is um, extremely uh, interesting. So for anyone interested to be an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter what you do. Um, for anyone interested in e-com, I don't think any, I don't think, I can't think of anyone not interested after COVID-19. For anyone want to think about dropshipping, uh, if you don't know anything about it, even by Google, uh, you know, for anyone, um, you know, um, talking about social media, but they don't know how to create in the content or they don't know how to actually utilize the paid ads. I mean, you, you're pretty much creating the encyclopedia on YouTube. And when I, when I uh, look through just by preparing this um, interview, I was like, holy shit, well, and while while I was going through your content, you literally you just pump in like you pump out another one. It's like um, you just don't stop, man. You know, I I uh, when I in, initially um, you know um, researched Gary V, and and I eventually I just exhausted by it. there's too much content I can't consume. And with yours is you like a little soldier, man. You don't like 
that the dedication, the um, the consistency, and um, you know, I I think and motivate me by doing what I want to do just by look at the um, the pattern of your YouTube video productions because there's no gap. You know, you said in your original podcast, you said you're gonna you're gonna do this uh, since the 2018. Then you did exactly what you said to do. And I look at the pattern of the videos you've been doing. You do one per day, right? Correct. One every day. Schedule at <laughs> 9 p.m. Australia. Oh, that explains why the, the latest one popping out while I was looking at your YouTube uh, the other night. So, so, one, so 9 p.m. every night. Correct. For the past, probably... For the past two and a half years, I've been doing every single day. I had an eight-month gap when I was living in San Francisco, America. But before and after that eight-month gap, it has been every single day. I genuinely feel your intention to do what you do is beyond money. I think you get really good kick, kick out of by the getting the validation from your students who actually can stay put, go through a short period of, of the cycle you've been through over a long period of time and getting that sweet taste of success or each milestone, you get a great kick out of that because I see that pattern in your YouTube footage. You know, most of your YouTube uh, videos, you're getting the three-digit views and then there's a pattern of, I don't know whether you did on on purpose or or just gone viral or certain ones or will go, you know, four or five digits. So, but but the thing is, you just don't stop. Um, so, here, here's my first question: What made you to main to be that disciplined? Got it. So the thing that really motivated me was Gary V. You're correct. Um, he's the one that really talked about consistency and talked about digital real estate. Imagine buying a house in 1990 where you could buy a house in Sydney for literally 50K, 100K, and today it'll be worth one mil. That's exactly what digital real estate is. And YouTube is so evergreen. The half-life of a content is literally infinite when you post something on instagram it's only going to be alive for the next 12 hours if you post something on facebook it's only going to be alive for the next four hours if you post something on linkedin that'll probably last for like a few weeks but if you post something on youtube it lasts for a few years so going back to the strategy you're right i post every single day and i create evergreen content that can literally go viral over time so all those five digit videos that are at 10k 15k 20k they they didn't blow up at the very beginning they were a very slow burn like they it took the you know it just would randomly blow up two three months after i posted that video and we're just consistently bringing views revenue and leads so that's sort of the strategy behind the posting and reason why i post every single day is just because that's sort of the perfect formula for growth, yeah. compounding, and consistency. 
how did you learn to become a such expert producing the video content? There's a, there's a few things I like about it. I just want to make a quick highlight. A, uh, you are genius by creating those tag names. So every single video I got my attention by how you actually creating that, that topic. Um, so did you learn that from somewhere else? How did you, or, or, or this is just continue refining, chop and change, chop and change, and then you, 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 you get a lot more engagement than you, you just stay on doing the exactly the, the, the same way you do. Refining over 500 titles. Every, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, and I'll keep tweaking it. Um, and sort of using empathy as a consumer, what would I click on? See what other people are doing. I've tried long titles. I've tried um, titles with brackets. I've tried emojis. I've tried short titles. I've tested everything. And yeah. then eventually, you know, right now the current trend is you want to state what is in the video, no clickbait. You don't want to use a bunch of capital letters. You just want to use um, probably like five to six words and have each word be fronted with a capital letter um, and maybe something in brackets to further explain what the topic is about. Emojis, mm. maybe one emoji at the end if you feel like you want to. And that's sort of the current formula that I've been able to slowly put together and I'm constantly testing and with, the, you know, with how the market works. Um, that's probably not going to last for a long time. And in a month's time, you're going to see me use a different formula. I definitely see the transition of continue refining as a pattern in your, because I, I went through uh, all the screenshots of your over 500 videos. I can see how you're doing two years ago up to now. There is a transition of you, you've got something change, then you just keep maintaining that. And your, your screenshots are ex like extremely consistent and the, it just always like putting the right title, like ask the, either asking the right question or giving the right keyword. So grabbing, in terms of grabbing attention or, or getting the content. And the other thing I want to congratulate you is like, I don't see many people actually paying attention, refining that playlist. Um, so <laughs> your YouTube videos now is like my mini encyclopedia want to learn in terms of not necessarily just the video, just in terms of the content. So your playlist, literally like a category, how long took you to work that out? Or it is just over a period of time? So that's actually something that me and my editor um, put together, I think two weeks ago. He came to me and was like, hey, one of the strategies I learned is um, what you could do is you should put every single video into a relevant playlist yeah. and then after every time you upload that video, you should post a comment sharing a playlist related to that video and you should tag that comment to the top of your YouTube. So if someone watch, watches a video on Facebook ads, you would link a playlist of all your Facebook ads videos. They could click on that and they could just see a bunch of other Facebook ads videos and create this crazy sort of flywheel effect. Um, so that's something I recently put to play. Um, and I need to sort of get one of my team members to literally go through the remaining, I think, maybe 400 videos and put them into the relevant playlist. So that's something I'm slowly putting together. And then after that, I'll need to get another employee to go ahead and tag the playlist and tag it as a top comment. And we'll see how that goes. So constantly testing and trying new ideas out. Man, that looks awesome because uh, to me, and that's it's like pretty much a cat like a catalog. So if I want to look at 
things relate to accounting. I can see those two videos right there. You find a look at things about sales. Of course, like a, this is still work in progress. I'm just saying that's impressive, man. Like a, Thank you. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I don't spend much time on YouTube um, because I just, just don't have that much time to consume the content. Um, but, like, but I really dig it how you do this. And, and like a, you have a good strategy, but you also have a good execution. And the, the most things I like about it, and this is a consistency. So in the, in the martial world world, like a, you know, if, you're, if you're a UFC fighter, you're the one basically <laughs> keep training every day versus somebody just can fight. You know what I mean? Like and that, and, and that it's not, you know, it's not like winning a short battle. This is a, a long-term war, if put an analogy. But for you, this is, this is art, right? This is, a, this, is what you, this is what motivates you. And this is what you want to do. So I, um, I really respect that. So I just, I mean... As a you know, as a young hustler, when you start in high school, how did you how did you build this discipline? You know, um, we're both Asians. Like I think in our roots, and we we learn about obey, we learn about consistency from from our childhood. But entrepreneur is never in our blood. You know what I mean? Back in because we always learn about be be safe, uh, certainty. At least that's how our parents teaching us right so so be reliable and be able to support your family never about taking risk or calculated risk right correct and i wanted to sort of add on what you said earlier about the consistency like right now my sort of success has been just sheer consistency and just really really just knocking against this wall again and again and again and i like even now I haven't had that breakthrough moment. I haven't had that viral video and I'm constantly trying new things to get that viral video, get that viral series. And what I've achieved is just for, like through sheer work and consistently and no luck at all. Like none of my videos have gotten viral. I've hadn't had that big breakthrough and I'm still pushing hard to get there but I'm embracing the journey. And this just shows that even if you don't have that breakthrough moment, you could survive and flourish through just sheer work and consistency. Um, now on the topic of where I got my consistency from, I think it just got, it came probably from my sheer hunger. Um, I think when I was growing up, when I was young, I literally, my mom was, wasn't able to sort of afford or just give me the things I wanted. You know, I was a kid in primary school that didn't have a console. I didn't have a Nintendo. I didn't have a PS2. I didn't have Nikes. Um, I didn't have that cool smiggle um, pencil case that everyone had. I literally had the bare basics. You know, my mom always had a saying, is this a need or is it a want? So I only had the needs. And as a result, that just drove me to find ways to make money. And through that hunger, I was able to learn how to buy and sell things online, buy and sell clothing, buy and sell. Um, so I was playing this game called MapleStory and I was learning how to buy and sell items within MapleStory. So I was just learning all these skills just through sheer hunger um, due to my sort of circumstances. And then I think that hunger translated into consistency because I knew that if I wanted to achieve the things I was hungry for, 
consistency was a must to that formula. What's your secret or how do you continuously research out there to utilize the latest tool at no cost, to utilize um, things to, to improve that efficiency? I'm going to lay out a couple of examples to explain why I'm asking the question. Um, for me to book this um, uh, recording with you, and you have, a, I wouldn't say set to forget, but you have pretty awesome automated system. So I know your availability. I can book online, take me a couple of seconds, a few clicks, then we can confirm a time rather than going back and forth, um, you know, phone calls or emails or chat, right? So that's efficiency. Until I click the invite link to send you over the period of time, I've got three text message lead up to this event to give me a constantly reminder. Uh, and also I've got email to remind me, man, that's a freaking awesome, right? I've, I, 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 even some big corporations don't have system like that and you have that. And how the heck you find it? And in one of the content I pick it up uh, from your YouTube, you were teaching, talking about Trillo. Um, I only recently in the last four months that been forced to use Trello because my work buddies, everyone's using Trello's where I've shared Trello's, right? But then it's like, there's so much out there. How are you going to discover them all? Or where do you find a time to implement or knowing where you're looking for? Got it. So I've got a good example. So over the past six months, I've been applying to get approved to test out TikTok ads. I know TikTok is big. I know that probably advertising is even bigger. And I wanted to sort of try TikTok ads. I would apply, applied I think two, three times, didn't get any reply or response from them. And then roughly two weeks ago at 11 p.m., I got sent an email saying that I got approved for TikTok ads. Guess what? Five minutes later, instead of going to bed, I stayed up an extra hour and a half to launch my first TikTok ads. I uploaded, I imported $50 to the TikTok ads account. And I just wanted to test it out. One, I wanted to sort of get a experience and taste of what the platform is like. Two, I wanted that sort of initial starters advantage and lead on everyone else. And three, um, you know, I made sure that I could really kill two birds with one stone with it. I filmed that process so I could make a YouTube video out of it. That's one. Number two is if TikTok ads work, I could really scale that out for my business. So those were, that's just one example of me just applying something straight away. Now, when it comes to building systems and how I found out about Calendly and how I set up those automated emails, um, that was something that just came through pain. When you have a pain point, you'll look for <laughs> solutions. So one of the pain points I used to have is how do I schedule calls efficiently with all my consulting students or people that are interested in my services, like booking in a time and having time differences, it just doesn't work out. So through that pain, did some research and I found out about Calendly. Um, for example, if I'm finding a, for example, Threlo, that came through a pain of not being able to really manage what all my team members do, how to make sure that they do their task list. And through that pain, I then onboarded and integrated Threlo into the company. Um, and then also through, you know, networking, masterminding, you sort of learn what other people use and you could sort of hear about it. So I actually heard about Threlo like two, three years ago. But only recently, 
have I been able to pull that information from a mastermind I learned two to three years ago and apply it six months ago when I needed it. So definitely learning and researching, finding what other people use and just storing that to when the pain does hit, you could take that knowledge. Or if you don't have that knowledge, research and find the solution. Um, I'm going to ask you about, so this is probably related to probably how you're mentoring your students as well. And this is a, probably more personal for me because I'm really curious about it. When you, like this probably wind back in a few years back, when you started testing, um, when you start getting those hit and miss, that you build up the consistency, have a high tolerance level to almost to break to the break point if, or if I'm not getting a vir- if I'm not getting the five digit daily sales, if I'm not getting the hit, I'm, I've, done, I've done 30 products or 30 ads, I'm done, right? So if I ask you back then, if I convert into, say, dollar value, what, what was that, that, that threshold for you to say, okay, this is it? So are we talking about outlay, like three grand, four grand, with not seeing the result? How much we're talking about back in the days? Got it. So when I first got into dropshipping, I was roughly around 17, turning 18. I've worked at McDonald's um, when I was 14, saved up some money there. I worked at Kmart, saved up some money there. Then at the time, I was working as a swimming instructor. So through those three jobs, I've saved up 5000 Australian dollars. So that was my buffer for my dropshipping business. Every single day, I was tracking my expenses and over a period of six months, there was this graph that was just keep going down, down, down on the negative balance. So it was like down a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, and it was like down four thousand. So I was very, very close to my threshold of five thousand dollars. And by then, I've probably tested like seventy plus products. Um, I, I think I found like a small potential winner, thirty products in, and that sort of recouped some losses um but then from 30 to 70 that just i lost all the profits again and by the 70 product i was five nearly five thousand dollars negative into my you know savings i spent the past three four years putting together in a period of six months i've lost that but the moment i found my winning product i was able to make five thousand dollar back back plus a bunch of profit on top in a period of one or two weeks. That's, that, that's unbelievable. I think, you, and were you able to capture that, that learning curve? It's amazing. And now you're able to share that with everybody else. Um, personally, I can't see myself. That's, you know, in relatively to save that up in over four years' time as a young kid back in the days, um, you... I don't believe average person can have that kind of tolerance level able just to still stay put. And, and because it's, it's a, you got to really have a really strong mental strength and a strong belief to, and, and, and also not doing it blindly. Right. So we're talking about continue refine strategy, looking for the, the better refinement of how you're going to deploy those ads. you right. Exactly. And that was definitely one of the toughest thing <laughs> at the time. Like it was so tough that six months period because back like at that time, 
everything I tried, there would be like a small learning curve, but after mm. two, three, one month max, I'd crack it and I'll be able to be profitable. Whether it was how to go ahead and make money selling things on MapleStory, how to go ahead and buy things from Facebook groups and be able to flip it on eBay, how to go ahead and sort of buy things from AliExpress, send it to Australia, and then just sell it on eBay and just sort of ship it out one by one. All these things I was able to crack in under one month. But with drop shipping, I was six months in with no results and it was so tough. It was one of the toughest things, but I knew my $5,000 was my cap limit. And the further I went, the harder it got to sort of go back. Like there was no going back. If you're $2,500 down, you can't just stop there. Like you just have to keep on going. Like I had no option. Um, and that's sort of what kept me going. I just literally had no option. If I stopped, I would have lost 2,500. And if I kept going, I could have potentially made it back. Worst comes to worst, I lose $5,000. But for some reason, I just had a gut feeling that if I just keep trying, I'll be able to figure it out. And I also knew through just watching a bunch of Gary Vee videos, watching a bunch of entrepreneurs every single day, <laughs> like I was literally watching dropshipping videos 24-7. I knew that eventually... I'll I'll crack this. I just have to keep at it. Like that's what I kept telling myself that eventually I'll figure it out. Eventually the code would be cracked and things would be good. But I just had to keep pushing and not give up. And that's sort of what kept me going. Me knowing that eventually this would work out. What was what was that attraction rather than just going back to where you were good at it, just flipping and just, you know, open another eBay store or do another Amazon store, you know, like you were really good at it and you had a, you had a proven success. You would probably made a lot more money back then choosing the easy way. That's from my perspective, that's how I see it rather than, and doing this hard chase. And that's a long, that's six months is a long time. In, in that mental state and, and, and rel- you were relatively even younger back then. What, what was the traction, man? The traction was me getting to the next level. I knew that if I could crack it, I'll be on a new level. For example, right now, I could easily just go back to dropshipping, um, do what I learned and just sort of make money, um, make okay money, um, you know, multi six figures and, be working all day long. Um, that's sort of what I could have definitely done. But I knew that there is a limit to drop shipping, and I want to get to the next level. So for the past year, past year and a half, I've been working and constantly trying to crack the code of cold traffic, webinar, VSL, consulting, course selling, informational, sort of that whole bubble. I've been trying to crack that code for the past year and a half. I haven't fully cracked it. I'm getting closer and closer every single day, week, month, and year. But mm. I know that, that when I do, I'll be pushed onto that next level. And that's sort of what keeps me going and why I don't regress and just go back to what works. What's the next level look, looks like? Pay me the picture, man. The picture is I'll be able to consistently have this machine where I put in $1, and then $2 comes out and I could just scale that out and just put every single dollar into that machine, have $2 come out and just know that it is a solid machine that can produce 
that right now the machine I have, um, it's not maybe $1 goes in and probably like a dollar 20 comes out. And I don't, I sort of like every day, I'm starting to know my numbers more and more clearly. I'm collecting more and more data and I'm really focusing on the numbers and KPIs. But when I'm able to figure that out, I'll be really, I'll be able to literally just scale everything out, get more employees. Uh, well, I, I want to challenge you to be the devil's advocate, right? So the code are you trying to crack? I mean, don't you know this is all the major players, you, those platforms are built, the algorithm don't stop changing. And we talk about hundreds of thousands of brains working behind the scenes that constantly don't want you to figure it out. You know that, right? <laughs> so what do you mean by that? The, all the algorithm, all these platforms, they're constantly changing, right? They don't want you to figure it out. And what you're trying to do is you're really trying to optimize that. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to master cold organic traffic and the, I meant paid and organic traffic. And the paid traffic, yes, I'll be leveraging Facebook, Google, TikTok, LinkedIn, and I'll be diversifying myself across those mm. platforms and ideally those platforms work um people have been able to sort of for example like people are still making money through tv infomercials That's tvs right. have existed for nearly a hundred years <laughs> and even though as you said that tvs networks they don't want people to be profitable through their advertisements they set a price that's ridiculously high where advertisers cannot make money but the mm. fact is there's ads running every single day and they wouldn't be running by these companies that's been consistently throwing out these ads if they didn't convert. That's, that's amazing. Now, I have a hard question is how do you get out the rabbit holes? Because what I'm watching by doing the research, right? I was watching one of the, uh, the video you were, you were talking about, you know, doing and, you know, analyzing the, the Instagram influencers, then you say, okay, this is the paid traffic. This is a dud. I waste 40 bucks on it. This is a winner. This is, this is what I did about it. And then, and then even one thing I learned, one of your old video is what, how the, the, how uh, Instagram recommend a look like a similar profile by clicking a down arrow. Man, I didn't know that. I watched <laughs> your video. <laughs> right. But then it's like, how the heck do you find the time to discover all these and not dive into the rabbit hole and not get getting out because you literally can spend days and days analyzing those, right? But that's that's not going to solve the problem. That's not going to generate the inbound traffic. So, how do you know when to stop? How do you know like where is that where is that control? So the control is when I don't need it anymore. So at that time. That's sort of what I needed to know and do in order to make money through selling e-commerce products through mm. Instagram. So that's sort of what I needed to do and that's sort of what worked at the time. So right now, I guess the rabbit hole that happens is maybe I just sort of get too focused on YouTube and I forget about paid traffic and I just go all in on YouTube. Um, usually that doesn't happen at my current state is because I just have too many sort of livelihoods on my hands. If I just go all in on YouTube and organic traffic, 
There's going to be no work for my copywriter. There's going to be no work for my sales reps. There's going to be no work for my people that are running my e-commerce businesses. So I have team members in each one of the different sectors I run to keep me accountable and make sure that I really spread my time evenly and I don't get sucked in, into a rabbit hole focusing on something that may or may not work. Now, secondly is I, I learned this thing from Sam Ovens and just following a bunch of other CEOs and it is just focusing on one thing. A lot of people try to do a bit of everything. Yes. M me focusing right now, it, things look like I'm diversified, but I'm actually really focused. My current focus is getting as much students into my program as possible and giving them the best value possible. That's my only focus. And everything I do is directed to that one focus. Like I'm not doing podcasts for the sake of doing podcasts. I'm not doing LinkedIn for the sake of doing LinkedIn. It's all leading to that one goal of mine. When I Google your profile, literally just your name, right? The, the first page, I didn't even bother to go to the second page. The content uh, stacking up is, looks impressive. It's got everything in the first page. How long? Okay. Took, how long? When's the last time you Google yourself? Uh, I have not. I think the last <laughs> time I've Googled myself, maybe I think I, I made it, I think, probably 50% of the first page, actually like maybe 70, like the last three or four things was a different Andy Mai. So I'm, I'm happy to hear I've, take, I've taken over the first page of Google. But I'm just, uh, but I'm wondering how long it took you because it's, it's, you've got to have a lot of content, a different form and shape and different platform to able to build that, right? Did you have a strategy or did, did just, this is pretty much it's built up over the time because that, that's, that's pretty impressive. It's, a, it's driven by content. If you're creating value, you're providing the content, and, and, and that's a reward by Google. I mean, that's just, just my basic understanding. But did you, did you have a strategy, or this is just kind of a frosting over time? The strategy was start from YouTube and just put all my time in there, mm. and then things would slowly happen. So from YouTube, that was the center of where everyone else that wanted to collaborate write articles found me from and as a result i was able to get all these other articles from youtube i now had content to go ahead and post onto my linkedin from youtube i now have content to post onto my podcast so the strategy was just go all in on youtube and from that the sort of seed would grow how do you read the online user psychology because you you do see patterns you're constantly testing um placing the ads because i i see you as a as a specialist for driving inbound right because you can place in the right ads at the right time to pop up at the right place to trigger that interaction that thinking and then bring that inbound back to you right i think you had a um proven success for that, either for your current business or when you're doing the e-com. But where, where did you get that read of that human psych psychology? Because as much as you, you read stats, you look at online, it's system created by human and, and used by human, right? Where did you get that? You got it. So I pulled this from so many different 
sources. I pulled it from a book about marketing telling me about how it takes someone 17 times before they perform an action. I pulled it from a podcast about some entrepreneur talking about why McDonald's literally puts their ads everywhere on bus stands, on TVs, on TikTok, on billboards, because they literally want to see you everywhere. And it's just major retargeting. I pulled it from another entrepreneur talking about how the reason why everyone loves McDonald's is due to the frequency that they've seen the McDonald's logo. So I pull all these different things that I've learned over the past two and a half years and watched and mirrored what other sort of successful entrepreneurs are doing. And I was like, wow, the secret to successfully marketing and creating inbound traffic is just retargeting. Retarget people everywhere and your costs per lead would drop drastically. You said you finally got a chance to test the, the TikTok um, paying ads. I'm, I'm assuming you've been monitoring TikTok, uh, TikTok development um, since the, they've been kicked off over outside of China. Um, why do you think they're getting so much traction and so much engagement? Because I, even I, with my very basic um, research, I can see, you know, you know, to quantify and qualify the influencer, yeah, you see how many followers, they always get more followers on TikTok, right? Like, why is it? Is, is that because the way we consume the content, the, the, hot, the, the way we consume content is different now or that the trends people change the way they do things or? So the answer is because TikTok, I've personally used it to really understand what's, what's up with TikTok. Why is everyone using it? What's so special about it? I used it and instantly I got hooked. The platform is so addictive and that's what makes it so good. Its algorithm is so strong and you could literally spend hours and hours on TikTok and not get bored. And that's why I have to limit myself from using it as a consumer. But as a marketer, that is amazing. This is an amazing platform that really knows how's, how to get users attention and that's why so many people are using it and that's why it's probably going to be one of the next biggest platforms i'm, I'm even more careful my speed of the swipe because i think if i stop there for too long the algorithm just changed and they're just going to keep feeding me the similar stuff it's pretty, yeah it's pretty it's smart and scary it's very scary um i look closely um what happening in in china um the that the live streaming commerce so literally, you know, there's pretty much that it's not just a celebrity, like a, everyone, even retail business can, they do this. That it's almost, it's like a TV shopping channel, but it's live, right? And the shopping carts right there, they can click and purchase. Um, yeah, it's a different culture. You know, that's inside of China. It's, it's, a, it's TikTok. It's, it's a brand name, the same logo. It's outside of um, China, in, like in, in the Western world, do you see that can be the future trend else, like in, in the Western world or not? Be, because the cultures are different or? The answer is yes, because already we have things such as live webinars, sales representatives, and it just shows that people want to be sold live. For example, right now, the only reason why people go to shopping centers and go to stores and malls is because 
they want that experience with the sales rep to really show them what the product looks like. They want to try on the product. They want to talk to that person and ask questions. And that is going to be transitioned to online. And he just sort of gave me a light bulb moment. It's like, wow, that's going to be the future. People are wanna, going to want to just consult to an online salesman before they buy a product. And that's something I'm going to write down now and something I'm going to dwell on because you're right. That is probably going to be the future. Where I see or my understanding is by, obser- by observing, especially the other platforms in, in, in Chinese, uh, you know, uh, Taobao or the, the, the Kuai Show, there's a few there and uh, probably hundreds by now. Um, there's a huge entertainment factor. I think this is also like if you look at, you know, we're addicted to TikTok, there's, there's a great entertainment value, right? And so as every other social media platform, you know, predominantly driven by the, the video, the short video content, there's a great entertainment value. But why is a live streaming? So combine the, the live interaction with entertainment value. That's scary, isn't it? I think you're right. And what that sort of <laughs> reminded me of is back in the old days, magicians or those really cool, interesting salesmen would do some cool tricks with these products and do live demonstrations on the street and yeah. then build, collect a crowd and then entertain them. And in the end, sell a bunch of units. So that's something that we've always been attracted to. And the fact that now we could do it online and reach even more people with a live cart to the left of your video or to the right of your video is just mm. crazy. It is. Now, would you recommend your students stick to one platform when we're talking about fork out their own savings like you, you did back in the younger days when you're placing those ads and testing the products? And um, would you stick to one platform or you, can't, or you have a strategy spread it out a bit? Or... All in on Facebook ads. Why is that? Because if you diversify, you really lower your learning and upskilling in that platform. Facebook, Google, TikTok, LinkedIn, they're all completely different advertising platforms. If you diversify, you would barely scratch the surface of each platform. To really understand and master and crack a platform, you have to put all your time, money into that one platform, and you will see an accelerated growth once you break past that sort of um, 80-20 rule. Once you break past that sort of sphere, that's when you start really understanding that platform and you can never reach that sphere if you're diversified. Right. But why Facebook though? Why not, why not um, TikTok? Tick, from TikTok to e-com, why not have from LinkedIn to e-com? Why can't like a, it, I'm sure there's a reason behind it because I, I, I trust you because you, you've done more tests than everybody else I know. But what's your thought? So the answer is TikTok and LinkedIn are new. When there's a new platform that no one has cracked, as a beginner entrepreneur, you don't have the mindset or skill set to master something that has never has been done before. It's much easier for someone to climb, say, um, a smaller mountain versus asking them to climb Mount Everest, which only a few people have mastered. So for example, TikTok ads, there's probably little to no people that have been able to crack TikTok ads and do it super profitable. 
And asking a beginner entrepreneur to succeed on TikTok is like asking a beginner to hike Mount Everest. That makes sense. I know TikTok only tested one time with Levi Jeans um, have the shopping cart for like a few days and that was it. So, and, and you probably one of the few now is doing the ads. So uh, it's still, I guess it's still early days, right? And while you have a proven success, you have a pattern, you have a, a lot more experience of Facebook and Facebook still a quite dominate platform. So, um, well, that's, that's super interesting. So if you look at back in the last two years, um, do you believe you fulfilled everything you want to do from 2018? Is there any, anything you missed or anything you regret if you can have a time traveling back to 2018? I think, no, there's nothing I regret. When it comes to fulfilling what I wish for, I think that's yes. I think me visualizing where I wanted to be in two years' time, I've definitely achieved that and it's far surpassed that. Um, and now I just want to continue growing and keep trying to sort of help more people and sort of really um, make sure that this one life I have is going to be one of the best life ever. I really want to be selfish with this one life I have and create one of the best stories ever and document the whole journey so that by the time I'm 60, there's going to be a pretty cool documentary that comes out. Oh, so, so this is all about legacy then? <laughs> you can, yeah, you could put it that way. <laughs> all right. Uh, now, a few personal questions to wrap this up. You said you're a swimmer, right? So I, I take it that, that, that consistency, that, that dedication is probably come from that root of you're probably doing lots of weekly trainings as a swimmer. I, I have 18 years old son myself. He's been swimming since like year two. I, I used to take him to the swimming, swimming pool. So I can, I can definitely see that. Uh, number one sport to, um, to recharge. What's your, what's your number one sport? Currently, my number one sport is just walking, hiking. And those are my two number one sports to recharge. Number one food? Number one food to recharge, probably a simple bowl of rice with some fried egg and some fried green onion and some soy sauce. Broken rice then? Um, normal rice. Normal rice. That's, a, that, that's fantastic. Um, best holiday destination when you, when you have a chance to go next? I haven't been to this location. I really want to go to New Zealand. Wow. That's, that's, that's not a big ask. You, yeah, you... we're right next door. <laughs> uh, have you got any question for me? And I really enjoy this chat. Likewise. Um, I think I really wanted to ask about what your thoughts are on podcasts. I've been sort of doing this for the past sort of year. I started by just reposting audio versions of all my YouTube videos and I just removed that completely because I wasn't really providing any extra value. It was literally the same YouTube video. So what I went ahead and did was I created exclusive content for my podcast, just sharing my day-to-day -day thoughts mm. on my Anchor podcast account. And now I've sort of gained an audience of eight people. Um, so the views would fluctuate from four to 40. On, on, and on average, I have a audience size based on Anchor of eight people. And I'm pretty happy of that. I don't know if that is a high number or a low number. 
but love to sort of get your thoughts and advice when it comes to podcasts and sort of what you see can come from it and just sort of your experience. From my experience, my experience pretty much started from November last year. So I haven't been using long, but what I personally, where I see actually building the traction engagement is um, for content creation. Um, so for, for Google, and I definitely give you the presence if you have podcast. I mean, I don't have anything else. I don't have um, podcast recording equipment. I'm using iPhone and I'm using an earphone. And, and I, I'm passionate about doing this. I, I just want to remove friction. I can go to any small business owner and say, hey, mate, you can just do what I do can by creating the content. I want to remove every possible friction and as, as, as living proof, say, you can do this um, rather than thinking about 10 things stop you doing it. Um, so content creation, definitely, I, I, I personally benefit from it. Um, the other thing, as, as a human habit, this is just my personal view, is it's a very different demographic compared to um, we consume video content. We all consume video content, no doubt, but it requires a lot more attention. For me to want to learn about you, the first thing I do, I go to Spotify and I search. I'm trying to find you and I'll find one episode and it, which is recorded in 2018. And what's great about that is that's a very, that's, that's a decent size of um, re- recording. And that was, I, I believe that's a feature on your website because your website is so clean. I really love it. Um, so I, I was, I can, I can do it. Like you, like you say, you like to walk around and like I do, I like that as well. Maybe to try to jog and lose some weight. So while I'm doing that, you know, I'm, my mind is clear. And I'm, I'm listening to this conversation between you and another guy, literally talking about why you do what you do, what makes you passionate about it, even drill down to the technical details. Some of I don't understand, but I feel like I'm there. Then I suddenly, I, and, and that just gave me that kick of engagement because when I want to consume something on, on a video format, it's, it's neat more than just listening, right? But, but, the thing is, I really like the video because you actually make big efforts trying to create the value by showing people step by step rather than trying to do the sales pitch and hook people in just to say, hey, oh, I want um, you know, I, I, I to be your students. Because like, I, I watched your testimonials, um, those from Vimeo and uh, what you did. They, they, they're awesome because um, the common thing people would give the feedback is, you're creating an online academy for free and, and you, were, you can provide in the, free, uh, the, the premium service once they graduate from that online academy. So from personally, I, I will dedicate my attention by going through some of your videos to, to, to learn as a, as a study. That gives me that ability. For, for podcasts, it's, it's easy, way much easier to consume. So, you know, I can take 20 minutes walk from home to work. I can listen 20 minutes nonstop. And, and then another 20 minutes when I'm going back home. So, I, so I'm almost there by finishing that, that podcast. So that's, I find that just the, just the easy way to consume content. Also, real estate-wise, um, you have a strategy to deploy it in, in Facebook to be, to be seen ads, even paid ads. But the real estate in, in Spotify, I mean, Spotify own anchor, 
if you if you search something that's it's it's like LinkedIn as well. It's just a it's cheap real estate for free. So if you can just like what you do everything else, the more you producing you you, you take up the the cheaper real estate are probably worth a lot more or building the traction down the track, right? It's just a different platform. Got it, got it. And what's your sort of growth strategy? How do you grow? For example, I'm pretty sure my eight sort of fans came from my YouTube channel. But someone like you, how do you grow your podcast? I just keep doing it like you do, man. You do once a day. I try to do one a week. But then if I'm... And I, it's like a, I set a mini goal. If I can't do once a week, um, I do one or 10 days. Like, and like this, I think I dragged out 10 days. I have this one with you. And I, um, on Monday, I had another recording. Um, it, this is like a hobby to me. But one is a hobby, you know, and it's not like a, you, you're chasing a paycheck or something like that. It's a lot more pure. It's easy to do. And like, like what you're doing, it's a lot more genuine. Um, sure, you... You charge your students, but but you generally not trying to help them. I, I can sense that. I can feel that by doing my research. So you know this is different to when I when I watch your YouTube video, then suddenly getting all the ads related to drop shipping. Then I look at like, no, I don't know this guy. Yeah, I don't believe they know everything. You know, it's there's no trust there. Um, podcast, it's it's a it's the time frame. It's longer. If somebody can listen to it, you build their trust. That's that's how I see. It. But but video is great. You, I mean, like I I want to learn a lot more about video from you because what you've done, it's amazing. It's 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 ticking all my boxes. You know, I think you know. One hand, people know you as you know ecom, you know how to test. But I think what has been maybe underestimate as your brand name is you actually very good of editing the videos and uh you know the the soundtrack the way it has been that the screenshots you have maybe you just have a good team i don't know but there looks very clean very very simple and i i, I like that man thank you i really appreciate that um yeah i think for you all you need to do is just sort of turn all these episodes into one that would be done over Skype or Zoom, and then now you've got video content that you could just throw on YouTube and without having to do any extra work because all you're just doing is asking um, the user to turn on the audience or the guests to turn on their webcam, which I, was, I thought I was going to do, and you just buy yourself a webcam or do it on your phone, and that's an easy way to get extra video content. And I guess my next question is sort of what's your long-term goal with the podcasting, and what do you think, so for example, what would my eight listeners equate to? Like is eight listeners a lot? Am I on the right track? Um, how many listeners would the average podcaster have? Um, what's your sort of long-term goal, Owen? I don't really know. That's a, that's a good question. I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, but, but my biggest passion is I get frustrated when I hear objections from people who say doing podcasts too hard. And right now, I just want to do a living proof to see, uh, yeah, you, anyone can do it. You know, I want to help as many people uh, I can to do their own podcast, um, to interact, to, to, to make more friends. But it, like it, you, you're talking about chasing the next level, right? Um, 
we all know um, the the one of the UFC biggest celebrity, uh, uh, and uh, now it just signed exclusivity for for podcasts, and that's like millions and millions and millions of dollars, right? You know, I'm not I'm not chasing that, but you know, you can monetize your passion, but it, right now I don't even know uh, what to monetize. Um, but I, I enjoy that interaction though, because I think that's, it's quite pure. Um, you know, um, what's the chance you talk to total stranger and record a podcast for now? And um, here we are. <laughs> I think you're totally right. As long as you enjoy it, I think that's all you need to have to succeed. And I think the answer is the perfect answer. As long as you're enjoying this, um, it's going to turn out all right. I think, uh, you know, I want to, um, conclude the podcast by saying what I find is you actually by doing uh, live recording with the guests you build true friendship and 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 also um, you help you help out each other and the audio format as a content is going to be floating around online um, you said you want a legacy right and this is, could be my legacy as well right <laughs> exactly so I really appreciate you reaching out I'm very excited to listen to this. I'd love to get a copy of it as well. I'd love to sort of share it on my sort of different platforms. And I really appreciate you reaching out. And I had a blast on this podcast. Oh, thank you so much, man. Like, it's a, it's a privilege. And uh, looking forward to ongoing um, learning from you. You know, uh, who knows? One, one, I do have enough time. I, I want to I be your student too. And in the meanwhile, I think I need to graduate the, the free online academy first. And uh, over 500 videos, man, it's, that's a lot, of, a lot of attention is required. It's going to take me a bit of time. But uh, as long as you keep pumping out those contents, I'm going to keep trying, man. And, it's, and I really say, well done. I, I'm going I'm to refer as many people I know to, to learn from your content because you, you're generally creating a lot of value. It's been, I feel it's still being underestimated by, um, by, the, by the people trying to um, climb the same mountain. They actually don't know there's a there's a guide there can take this not necessarily shortcut, probably a bit safer path rather than just just trying to risk it all without knowing what what's in front of them. I feel the exact same way. Like I <laughs> I know that there's a lot of other YouTubers with much much more views in my space, and you know I haven't had that really deter me, and I'm just really. Um, enjoying the process and that slow grind and that slow growth. And mm. I really appreciate those kind words, man. And yeah, I really appreciate all the support with the channel. And I'm thankful to have a listener like yourself. Thank you so much. Have an awesome day. You too. Thank you so much, Owen. Keep me up and let me know how everything goes. Absolutely. Cheers.